listening to Nexus Global APM on air, where we bring our listeners the connection between excellence and knowledge. I'm Larry Olson. I'll be your host for this session of APM on air. Today's guest is from Hexagon PPM, a global company with digital transformation solutions across many industry sectors. We'll be discussing how we tie risk, investigations, and RCAs together. I'd like to welcome our guest, Jacqueline Arnold. She's the VP of Owner Operator at Hexagon PPM. Jacqueline spent her early days of her career in some paper industry, as well as several other years in oil and gas, and holds a degree in chemical engineering from Auburn University. Jacqueline, how about give us a little background of yourself? Thank you, Larry. Sure. So like Larry mentioned, I come from the process industry. I was a process engineer for eight plus During that time, I spent some time automating our processes through technology. I had a huge passion for it. And with that, about five years ago, I joined Hexagon PPM to continue to help others at a larger scale and a faster pace to adopt technology that can drive real outcomes to help their bottom line. Awesome. Awesome. So, Jacqueline, you know, with the different parts of the world, as well as the industry sectors that you're involved in and the various levels of maturities that are out there, when it comes to understanding implementation, how would you describe or what would you say are, are the different levels of maturity in respect to RCA? And, and what can you share about the maturity levels that you're seeing and how companies are making these decisions on what to investigate? Well, Larry, we, we see a lot of different things. Like you mentioned, the different segments within the process industry and also the different sizes with regards to plants. What we've seen is many of the digital leaders that have a higher risk profile for their operations have, have really become leaders um, in advancing their requirements and capabilities around RCA. They've differentiated themselves not only because of the environment we're in, but also because of their risk profile. So they've used technology and data to really change the way that they work and significantly improve their availability, which gives them drives a significant financial outcomes. But if we flip over to, to the other sectors that may not be as much of digital leaders or have the higher risk profile, but they're still experiencing the same pressures within the, the environment to perform and differentiate themselves so that they are relevant and stay relevant. I would say that probably of the the clients we work with, 50% of the process industry is operating very similar to how they have the last 20 years, but they're open and starting to strategize how they change that so that they can achieve the same outcomes as some of the digital leaders have been proving out. Most people do have the maintenance systems for sure, but there's still a lot of paper and file-based people-dependent processes. And it, it gets confusing on when root cause is uh, and investigations are required, but they really, they really want to move the bar in this area. One, to understand their bad actors across maybe a, a single facility that they have some of the similar type process or processing equipment, but even more so to, to take that up to a corporate level and, and learn and really learn and change what they're having with reoccurring failures and implement best practices. So, Right now is the time to, in order to stay relevant and improve that performance, especially with the retiring workforce to move away from people-dependent processes, it's just the right time to invest in RCA capabilities and their data. Yeah, excellent, excellent analogy there. 
Yeah, we're seeing the same thing on our end as well. It's it's anything from uh, a conversation to uh, digital technology and everything in between. And organization-wise, I mean, organization of RCAs, not the organization itself, seems to be scattered as well and, and not necessarily linked to any specific asset hierarchy or uh, any historical records. Uh, it's it's very sporadic out there. And and I know the frustration that some organizations are going through to, to find, uh, I'll just call it old RCAs or old activity. So, uh, you know, with that, I believe there's uh, quite a big differentiation between, you know, mature digital organizations and, and the smaller non-mature organizations from a digital side. So anyway, uh, do you believe the varying uh, maturity levels are, are due to, you know, the, the we're busy syndrome? So we only worry about this when we have time or when there's a major incident? Or is it because maybe we're not as natural at this as we should be and it's not part of an overall priority in the organization? You know, some organizations are are leaning towards asset management, ISO 55000, and they have strategic asset management plans in place, but some some are not. So what do you think the cause of some of this is? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think there are the two, two reasons that you mentioned in there is, are we too busy or do we not have the strategy or the investment from management now? And I think it's both. In order to move up your maturity curve to successfully improve your asset health, it really takes a lot of focus and expertise. And what we're seeing is that there's several different roles and responsibilities within a plan or a corporate function that have interest in improving asset health, whether it's for maintenance costs, availability, production capability, risk reduction, all of these areas they're interested in asset health. And so that's when you see initiatives come out of the dispersed areas of roles and responsibilities, one, you see people that have daytime jobs. They're already overloaded and they're trying to improve their asset health um, kind of independently from a holistic standpoint of, of all the roles and responsibilities. And then, so what's really required to move the needle is dedicating resources and having a strategy among all your different roles that play a part in your asset health. And so once you have the management prioritization and strategy in place, then you put the right resources of those roles and responsibilities there with their full-time job to move the needle quickest versus relying on resources that may or may not already be overloaded with their day-to-day -day job and now taking on more of what they know is right and they want it to succeed. It's just, um, it takes longer and it's harder when you have a daytime job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned expertise and, and the daytime job. I want to just touch on expertise a little bit because I seem to find that when we're in discussions with various organizations, when they mean expertise, they mean expertise in their specific industry. But when I talk about expertise, I talk about expertise as in a general holistic way of understanding how to facilitate an RCA. So. What is your belief on expertise? I, I think um, expertise in terms of minimum data required in terms of like your, your digital twin and what your asset profiles are and what's needed to support the RCA, right? And so you have some expertise that 
that it doesn't change much among the different sectors or within what you're actually manufacturing. But then you do have to have a diverse team that does understand what you're manufacturing. So I think when you bring, when you have this strategy from the top down, you bring the resources together, having a diverse team, one that understands just the basics of the process, like you mentioned, of what you're trying to do, but also have the the roles and responsibilities that are already executing day to day so that they bring their experiences so that you have adoption at the front line too, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there, there is that, uh, I'll just call it the expertise associated with the task at hand or, or what has happened. And then there's the expertise associated with how do I facilitate this process? And I, I think there's a good blend of both that needs to happen throughout the whole process. And, you know, with that, there's several tools out there in the market, not only tools on the market, but different people and organizations have developed processes or, or ways of working. And I know here at Nexus Global, we have an investigation optimization tool that allows us to, to really facilitate very nicely an RCA program. But Hexagon PPM has solutions as well. And I believe um, you can offer industry input into some tools and put in place some very sustainable and robust programs. Can you share a little bit with our listeners the suite of tools Hexagon can provide to assist? Sure. So Hexagon's been number one in engineering design tools for over 50 years. We're very established in engineering design. What we've moved into in the last 10 years is really around pulling that design information into a digital twin. We have we have several different digital twin platforms that can serve us the different maturity levels for which clients are at or what they're trying to achieve in the end state. So we can, um, our SPX platform allows you to take what information you have today about your assets, whether it's electronic or paper, we can extract your data and we can connect it so that you have a view into, do I have the minimum data required for our assets? Where do I need to go do field verification to ensure that the data that we extracted from the last, the most recent drawing is correct? So we, we enable you to take those first steps there, which brings you a platform that allows you to start using visualization and implementing management of change so that your data remains trusted. Because if your data is not trusted as part of your digital twin or your asset information management, then it won't drive the value you're trying to do with the effort and investment in technology and initiative. And then we, of course, interface our as-built, which would say comes out of design. We maintain it as it's designed and coexists with the physical. We also interface with maintenance systems and APM systems like Nexus Global. The other part that we are moving into and have been as one of our priorities as part of Hexagon is operational excellence. So we can digitize basically anything in the control room that's being done as part of operations. And these are normally some of the first indicators of uh, asset issues that need to be logged and digitized versus being in paper logs and paper handover. So we do the shift logs and handover. We do um, operator rounds where you have context about if I'm logging um, a sensor that's not coming into the control room, is it good, bad, or what does it mean about what I found about it? We also do permit to work, um, incident management, and, and more. So it's easy to use this technology to digitize um, whatever unique processes you have within the control room. And this can supplement not only your um, RCAs and investigations, but it supplements your digital twin information too. Yeah, that's great. It's great. So Jacqueline, 
One other question, kind of off the record, not in script here. When you talk about digital twin, can you just give us and, and the listeners a quick overview of what the advantage of a digital twin is? Yeah. So, so one thing to clarify, and I'll just spend 30 seconds on this, is what is a digital twin is a, is a question in itself, right? Before you even right. can say what, what value it drives. But so at Hexagon, we've described the digital twin as a connect, think, and do. So connection is bringing everything together that you have and what you want to create into the future. Connect, I mean, think is about how can I coexist through management of change, but also use advanced technology to get insights. And then do is the outcomes being driven from the digital twin. So just to, to clarify how we define the digital twin, but the value that you get from digital twin is creating insightful operations. And that's not just in the control room, that's across your whole facility. So you're changing the way that people work they're making faster decisions. They have accurate data of what they need through their perspective at um, their fingertips. You're bringing easier ways to comprehend and get insights through visualization and analytics um, in the more mature stages. So it really changes how people work so that you can drive those KPIs in terms of availability, OEE, productivity, process or production optimization. And that ultimately lowers your bottom line in terms of OPEX. It also reduces your regulatory, any, you can avoid any regulatory fines. And you can also in, reduce your insurance costs if you're operating more safer with a less risk profile. That's great. That's exactly what I was looking for. And uh, you said everything. I was going to ask a couple more questions, but you, you summed it up at the end with, you know, what the advantage of it is. And, and really it's, it's about being effective, more efficient, and at the end of the day, it's a cost-effective solution to minimizing risk in the organization. So, awesome. So, as we wrap up uh, this segment of APM On Air, are there any other asset management insights that you would like to share with any of our listeners? Sure. I mean, as we work with clients, um, one of the main points I always try to make clear is that as we know, innovation is, is no longer optional. People are looking at different technologies, shiny things, analytics, uh, data lakes. But you really have to look at what outcome you want to drive. You want to start small with various improvements that give you value quickly. It's not a big bang theory. So there's a lot of technology, but to be successful, to drive those outcomes, you have to look at the state of the best practice of what you're trying to improve. And then where are you at today with your people, your processes, and what data you have to support it? And from there, you can build a roadmap of items that will return value pretty quickly. You can be successful at scaling, and it'll help you be more successful as you select technology to support what changes you're trying to initiate. To, to initiate. So bottom line, start small, think big, um, and look for the value. The old analogy you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's great. So anyway, Jacqueline, I'd like to thank you for joining us uh, as we appreciate your insights and wisdoms and sharing on APM On Air. If our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and, and or find out more about Hexagon, how would they do that? So you can reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, just send me a request or a message and I should get back to you quickly. Or you can email me directly at Jacqueline dot arnold at hexagon.com or i'm sure they could reach out to you larry and you could put them in touch with me right i certainly will jacqueline anyway thanks again jacqueline i appreciate uh, all your insights 
If anybody wishes to obtain more information about Nexus Global or any of our solutions, you can visit our website at www.nexusglobal.com or you can send an inquiry to info at nexusglobal.com. So we encourage you to follow us as thought leaders on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, thank you for joining APM On Air, and I wish everyone a productive and safe day. 